Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. Listen to our shows on our Watchman Alert radio network. You can listen to Warn Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Warn Radio is now on these platforms, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Amazon Prime in Podcast, and that's the new one that we are on. And do not miss these posts on warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. State of a Moral Nation When looking at the direction of a nation or a people, we look to its leadership. This includes the political, religious, and social leadership of a nation. In the Valley of Kingdoms, we find that in the end, the lust of travail will prevail. Follow the story as we find the steps taken and the events unfold. Logos, word of truth is plain and no nonsense here. The word of truth, which is God, of God, and sent from God, in John chapter 15, verse 20, the scripture reads as follows, If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours. The latest posts on worn usa.com prophecy the feast and the word of God all combine to bring you shadows of things to come in time advocacy report moves forward into the toughest regions of the earth for people to hear the gospel the word to go ye and to preach is not taken lightly by believers in nations around the world <clears throat> Be sure to get your copy of the book, The Rising, by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller. The Rising details a takeover of America. When he who opposes rises, believers overcome by faith. We continue the story of, a, of Mac, a former black ops sniper. He battles to survive the forces bent on destroying him and America. Can Max save the United States? Find out by getting your copy of The Rising. And you can get your copy on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Ingram, Walmart, and many more. And The Rising ebook can be found on Google Play. Be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter by going to danaglinsmith.com and also there you can visit the Christian Books and Resource Shop where we feature the rising and other Christian books as well as resources from our vision media. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's... Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good. 
How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to be here. Thank you, Lord. Yes, I can't believe that this year is down to the line. Oh, I can't either. It's gone by fast. Yeah, Christmas is going to be here in 11 Just, days. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. And uh, 2023 is right no, around the actually, corner. Yeah, 11 days. Sorry. So, I don't know if they're going to be able to solve all the election issues. You know, the bottom line of it is we have people out there that do this and I don't think, uh, they they don't have any problem cheating if they can get away with it. I don't think they want to solve the election issues. No, I don't either because it always favors the Democrats. But there are cheating and there are cheaters. And so... Sad to say. Yeah, well, what it's going to hurt is America as a whole. So... That's really not a good uh, good thing here. You know, when we really talk about it, there's some issues here that, you know, we don't like. And, uh, you know, cheating is not the way to go. No. Nevertheless. It's, it's too bad. So, up front, is this America's last stand? And that is a question, but we're going to answer it. We're talking about it. This is an article I wrote, and I like to feature these. You can find this article on DanaGlennSmith.com, Warren-USA.com. America's Last Stand. What most Americans see is a crisis. These en enemies of the state see it as an opportunity. Now that pretty much describes, I think, Tower, what we're facing. That's true. You're right about that. And we have plenty of enemies. For the uneducated, in destroying any society, reality comes to you quickly. Not understanding the concepts of this war can also bring the last stand of opportunity to the forefront. There will be one winner, then there are the losers. Well, we don't want to be on the losing side. Yeah, and so if indeed this is America's last stand, You know, we can look back, and we have been having it for quite a few years. We've been having cheating. We've been having a lot of things. We have. As a matter of fact, you can go back to the Obama administration, his first election. And so we, we do see this. And with the advent of Obama, we've seen this lawlessness. And, of course, they don't want you to believe it. But Obama, uh, as soon as he got out of being president he got on Netflix and I don't know what else he's on but he had a lot of a lot of various things there that him and Michelle were doing because uh, Michelle was going to run and uh, Obama told her that uh, you could do better by you know having your own show and Instead of just yourself, you can make a thousand of you, you know, thousands and thousands of you, you know, replicate yourself. And so, as we look at all this, with all the episodic or sodic uh, nightmares, and these include COVID, rioting, looting, and burning, you know, the looks of this nation is more like a civil war, and I would say that's true. It, it does. And and you know we we do have bullets flying too people are getting killed in the big city one thing i wanted to add about obama is that when he became president he changed the seal to separate himself from what america stands for that's one thing i remember that's what i think i believe that he did change this his presidential seal 
you know, where it had the eagle and the United States of America around it. His was different. It was red and had the three lines through it. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do, but barely. But I, I think that he was um, making a statement just because he was going to change America and he um, was moving away from what America stood for. Well, you know, here, just hang on a minute. Oh, yeah, there it is. And so they have a bunch of presidential seals. Barack Obama. And Barack Obama is prominent on the top where the President of the United States would go and seal. And he put the 45th president of the United States at the bottom, and it is less than what the others are. So that's a good point you brought up, because you can see this. And, of course, this thing of his could show a new horizon, and, uh, and it could show roads. Come on over here and take a look at this. We're looking at this now. Yeah. See the roads or the horizon? And the fact that this Barack Obama is prominent, and that's where the President of the United States would go, yeah, the seal. President of the United States, and you said 45th, and that was Donald but, Trump. But at any rate, the yeah. 45th, uh, 44th president, he's got that on there, and that isn't normally on there. No, see, look at this. There's another one, Obama. See, you know, I don't know what that is. That's his oh, for his website. Yeah. Yeah, he has his own things, so. Yeah. Obama seal gold seal ceramics. See, they've got a lot of yeah. it. But yeah. At any rate. Anyway, I found that interesting. Yeah. Well, that's one thing good about the internet, among other things. So, yeah, and that was New Horizons. Yeah. Yeah, he wants to change it. He set in place things to change America. Well, you know, and Biden was his sidekick. So yeah. now that Biden is in, Biden has help from a number of people that were former Obama staffers. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, you know, this, if you wonder why America's going south and they have the border open, this is all Obama's policies. That's what they're following. And so America's last stand goes through a lot of things, and we look at it. And uh, so uh, check it out on DanaGlennSmith.com or Warren-USA.com. And uh, we have a lot of it. Go on over to these websites. And we have a lot of various things that we write on, uh, you know, mainly prophecy and uh, biblical aspects. And uh, then our shows are over there. So check out warren-usa.com, danaglennsmith.com. Now we have a, a story now via morningstarnews.org. Morningstar News is a good little news site featuring Christian news and various other things. Well, that's another thing I just noticed. What's that? Uh, ChristianNews.net. Sometimes these are two different things yeah I mean uh, can be two for the same one but christiannews.net is another one you can go to authorities in, in Sudan I find this interesting November 21st arrested and jailed a church leader on charges of witchcraft for leading a prayer meeting for his ailing mother now you see the authorities all you'd have to do and, and see, when you're talking about 
Muslim authorities. They, they know that they descended from Abraham and follow the line of Ishmael. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, they, they know what the Old Testament is. And so if you followed what the Torah says about witchcraft, you would know that witchcraft is not a good thing. And for a Christian to be following witchcraft, no, it ain't going to happen. Now, there are witches in churches today. There are witches in a lot of places. But the power of God is not to be con- confused with witchcraft. Just get into Acts and read Acts several times and pay attention to Paul as he's going and you'll run into someone that does stuff just like that. So Pastor Suleiman was leading a prayer meeting for his mother who suffered an infection in her legs that kept her from walking. Now that can be serious. Yes, it can. And so authorities in the town, now this is in Sudan, and it's a Presbyterian Evangelical Church. Now that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Because in America, I remember one of the first churches um, that we got involved with many, many years ago and uh, we had a woman come in there for prayer and she had left her and I don't know if it was a Presbyterian but it was one of the evangelical ones uh, the ecumenical yeah ecumenical yeah and uh, she said they wouldn't uh, they didn't believe in divine healing so she came in over to our place and uh, we prayed for her. the pastor and the board members and all of us. She was uh, well, wait a minute, suffering that, from uh, leukemia. Y- yeah, that was a total different one. Oh, Sorry about that. Yeah. But at any rate, you know, the thing of it is, is that it's funny to see that the authorities don't like this and what they're afraid of is a miracle and so just like the Jews remember the Jews you know uh, accused the Lord of having a demon yeah and the reason they do that is because they don't want everybody to follow them matter of fact if you follow the book of John and read it over and over you'll find stuff like that that when the Lord raised Lazarus from the dead, the the Jews who were uh, holding down the temple there, Herod's temple, you know, that temple built in Herod's time, um, didn't know what they were going to do. Everybody would follow him. Well, I think the people are afraid of the power. They don't understand it, and they're afraid of the power of God. And so his mother is 60 years old and was healed after he prayed for her. Now, I like that. I do, too. Thank God. That's exciting. You know. And we've been reporting on a lot of the miracles that are happening on on the, uh, you know, mission field. And, and, and of course... Uh, there was an evangelist that said this is a serious violation against Christians in Sudan and he's referring to the charges against them of uh, the pastor being a witch doctor well they did they didn't like it because it's predominantly Muslim and um, others from that area began crowding in for healing that made him mad that angered the Muslim extremists So they imprisoned the pastor. Sudanese Christians took to social media, some demanding the pastor's immediate release, others terming the jailing more evidence of ongoing and systematic persecution of Christians in Sudan. That's right. I agree. 
And one Sudanese Christian said on his Facebook page, we need to continue to pray for our brother because he is in jail for the sake of the gospel. And so, you know, you yeah. can't even you can't even pray for someone. It, it's sad because uh, um, it's exciting to see him healed, and they're mad about it. They don't want people to be healed, just like back when Jesus was healing him. A lot of things happened on the Sabbath, and it made him mad. They couldn't see the miracle uh, and the good that was being done in the people's lives, life changing. Well, you know, they, they they don't want to lose, you know, any followers. You know, Islam is pretty strict about that. You know, and it gets pretty bad where you have that kind of jealousy. But, you know, the, the gospel does have that. You know, people opposing them. And the bottom line of it is, is that and I've seen this many, many times when someone from another faith needs healing. It's always in the name of Jesus Christ do we see the miracles. And that attracts people. Yes, it does. So, well, at any rate, we continue to see these things. Thank God. But the good thing of it is the Sudan had dropped out of the top ten for the first time in six years. Really? So, uh, That's a good thing. Yeah. The Christian population of Sudan is estimated about 4.5% of the total population. And so Sudan, I can't believe they have more than 43 million people in Wow. Can you believe that? That's crazy. I didn't realize it was that populated. No, I didn't either. Are you ready? Yes. This story comes to us via CBN. And it's um, about Harris Faulkner. She wrote a book called Faith Still Moves Mountains and it's miraculous stories of the healing power of prayer. And through the and this Harris Faulkner is a news host with Fox Network and she reminds readers that God's light always shines through dark times. And it's a message she felt needed to be sent giving the life-changing impact and many losses suffered due to COVID-19 pandemic. I think after the pandemic, and we all have individual struggles as well, but we've reached a point in our lives where we say, well, if there is a God who loves me, why are things going wrong? Why when I pray the Lord doesn't answer my prayers contemporaneously? And um, she was, that was on an interview with CBN. And she points out how a great, how a recent Gallup survey following, showing a growing number struggling to believe that God still answers prayer could be part of the problem. The one part of the Gallup survey is people no longer believe in high numbers that God intervenes in our lives. So that's very important because you're less likely to be direct and big and fervent in your prayer if you don't think it's being heard. In her book, Faulkner felt that sharing a collection of powerful testimonies would help more people embrace the practice of prayer. These people tell their own stories in their own words in the book that it was through their fervent prayer and communion and relationship with the Lord that they realize that our spiritual vital tool in the fight in a world that would want us to give up in prayer. She says it's a lesson she gleaned from her mother. There have been times in my life where mountains seemed so much bigger than the dreams that I had at a time in this country that didn't necessarily celebrate people who look like us. 
My mom truly believed that my dad loved it. My dad's love of country was part of the answer to take us all forward, and she prayed about that mightily. And one of the stories included Ernestine Reese, who in 2019 survived an EF4 tornado that tore through Lee County, Alabama. And while the storm devoured most everything in its path, Reese miraculously survived huddled in her prayer closet, which was the only thing left standing in her neighborhood. Ernestine prayed one simple sentence, Thank you, God. Thank you. Before the storm started, during the storm, and when everything was pulling away, and I mean she could hear it all being pulled away after the storm. Storm, says Faulkner, only mere difficult times in our lives, like when her father passed away. I was so sorrowful and missed him so much. I had lost my mother the Thanksgiving before that, and I felt lost. And when I did pray, I talked the whole time and remembered some words my mom had told me. Don't treat God like Santa Claus. You have to be silent. You have to sit and be still because faith still moves mountains. She said, I've been put here as a witness, and in that role, through the testimonies that I've collected, I've learned to pray better, said Faulkner. So I pray big with specific, with specific, I could say it earlier, but now I can't. So I pray with specificity, and my one prayer for everyone is that they open themselves up to the point where they can reignite the power of prayer and let bloom in their hearts the hope and unconditional true unconditional love that the Lord brings and be patient with him so that he can do mighty works in your life in his time and she said I do tell people that when you read these prayers as your own out loud when you say them they have power so be sure to have enough time and a space where you are able to be quiet and focused I think she's right there. You know, too, I think too many people treat, just talk, 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 and don't wait to hear God. And then they're disappointed and upset and lose hope and faith because he didn't answer what they, he th they thought he should have. Well, you know, I think especially with a, a rich nation, you know. Yeah. And you find them. It's not just America. And uh, it, it is detrimental to your faith. Because, you know, you have doctors and lawyers. You have the ability to go to the doctor. You have the ability to even go to the hospital. I mean, there's a lot of things we have that others don't have. That's true. And so there's no doubt about it that... You know, death, the death of one's parents especially, it does cause you to think. And, and the first thing is how short life is. That as the Lord says, as a breath, as a vapor. And, uh, you know, our folks are all gone. And I still remember... I still remember them and think about them because they made an impression on you. So that was a good, uh, good article. Yeah. I mean, uh, and you know, talking about life is a vapor. I remember your dad. You were talking to him about how fast time goes by, and and he he said to you, "If you think time goes by fast for you." How do you feel like, or how do you think I feel? Talking yeah. about his, you know, it was gone. He yeah. was in his 80s when he said that. Yep, and he was gone before I knew it. Mom had already passed away, yeah. Well, next we're talking about Iran and a death sentence. And, of course, the United States Commission on International Religious Freedom, um, which is monitored you know, in D.C. They were talking about that 
November 14th, the Tehran Revolutionary Court. And of course, they still call it the Revolutionary Court because they had had a revolution there that overthrew the Shah of Iran. And so, uh, sentenced a protester to death on charges including enmity against God and corruption of earth, on earth. Well, I'll tell you, there's some corruption on earth, and it isn't just in Iran. There's a lot. Well, both of which are grounded in religious interpretations, they say. And, of course, what they're doing is, is if you protest and do something wrong, they want to throw your butt in jail or even kill you. Iran's desperate attempt to violently repress Iranians seeking fundamental guarantees of freedom of religion or belief is deplorable. And, you know, there that's why the this all came on the heels of that one woman who refused to have a head covering on and they killed her for it. Yeah. If you can believe that, they killed her. And so then there was riots. And so the United Nations Human Rights Council, that's, that's the ones we referred to, They scheduled a special session on Iran and urged the U.S. government to continue to advocate for a U.N. investigative mechanism to hold the Iranian government accountable and the officials. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is something else. You know, we're talking about Iran, and the same thing, they're trying to uh, get other things out of Iran. And Iran wants to get a nuclear bomb. I mean, you know, dealing with Iran, (laughs) the United Nations and America, especially under Joe Biden, is is not, doesn't even make any sense. The Biden administration is an inept, lawless, and, and totally lawless generational um, presidency. It is corrupt in every way. Yes, it is. And it is immoral. And he just signed into law the Defense of Marriage Act, which um, protects the same-sex marriages, and everything he does is an affront to God. It's an abomination. It's against the Word of God. It's against God, and it's just horrible. And is it any wonder we are under judgment? So the thing of it is, is that Iran does this. They're continuing to do it. The United Nations got involved. This commission got involved. And uh, so Iran has continued to use violent force against them, and they're still doing it. So I'm not sure where where they're going to wind up, but it isn't very good because most of these people have no weapons. They can't fire back. Tehran has a huge army ready to kill anybody that gets in their way, and they will kill as many as they have to of the public in order to get them to straighten up. Let's hope they don't. Yes. But, uh, you know, I mean, that's the radical Islam in the world today. International Christian Concern brings us this, and it comes from Aid to the Church in Need. And of course, this article and and this story brings us to a new charity, Aid to the Church in Need. Now, um, this is actually comes to be a a Catholic charity, but. Uh, It was founded in 1947, that was shortly after the war, to meet the material and spiritual needs of homeless and displaced victims of post-World War II. And uh, so it grew rapidly and there's millions of people involved in it. But, uh, and see, this is one thing, you know, that we do cover 
you know, when we were covering 2014-2015, uh, uh, ISIS moving through the Middle East, and they were in Syria, they were in Iraq, and uh, they were trying to, they were intimidating Turkey, uh, and they were all over the place in there, and uh, Erdogan, you know, they intimidated them as well, but a lot of people got killed, and a lot of the churches got destroyed, and you're going to find that when ISIS goes through an area, they don't care whether they kill the Chaldeans or, uh, you know, any other um, ethnic group of Christians. They will kill anybody that opposes them. And they were killing Catholics, you know, as well as all the others. And so I, I made that a point that when we're dealing with these persecutions, you know, yes, the Catholic churches are threatened, even in China. And that's even after the Pope tried to deal with the communist government there. So, uh, so aid to the church in need Many countries have experienced worsened persecution in the Middle East. Now they said over the past two years, but we go back quite a ways and we can find a continual um, persecution of the church. But there is no doubt that it is getting worse and that's one of the reasons they brought that up. So the increase in persecution uh, that they picked out was Syria, Turkey, Saudi Arabia, Gutter, and Iran, Egypt, and Israel, and Pakistan. Now you notice they put Israel in here, have seen no improvement in their conditions. Now of course, when we're dealing with the United Nations and dealing with a lot of this stuff, the United Nations is, is anti-Israel. And they have a lot of Muslim nations that belong to the United Nations, and they're anti-Israel. And it, you know, wasn't until the Trump administration that they formed the alliances, and Israel was able to, you know, get the Abrahamic covenants going between Israel and some of the Ishmael countries. That's the other brother. And so, I mean, it's, it's built on hate, racism, and everything else. But, you know, Israel is, is not a democracy. It tries to be. But Israel is there for the Jews because the Jews were getting killed. And that's why they brought them into the land. And right now, the thing that makes it worse, you know, for a lot of these that hate them is they can't just destroy Israel because Israel is very, very powerful. They have a form of, a form of a very good army and navy and air force, and they are able to take care of themselves so far. So this, you know, if you're a Muslim nation like Iran and want to bring them down, it's going to take something. And... Uh, you're not going to get them down. So, Open Doors, International Christian Concern. There are a lot of good organizations out there. And we're bringing this to you, letting you know that it is worse for the Christians out there. And we have, that, have it worse for the Christians in China and in North Korea and in Iran and we've been doing this all the time so I disagree that it's just a few we're seeing a, a lot of persecution yes we but are but we're also seeing miracles and signs and wonders so the Lord is moving on behalf of his people 
So remember Iran, remember the Christians over there and all these other nations. Pray for the persecuted church and financially back a humanitarian Christian organization that has boots on the ground that can make sure the money you give goes to the right place. Be sure to pray for these people. Yes. Are you ready, Tower? Well, I just want to add something. Go ahead. It reminds me, when you were talking about the uptick in Christian persecution, it reminded me of the scripture. Where sin does abound, God's grace does much more abound. And that's why we're seeing the miracles and things that we see going on. Well, I think that's a good scripture to bring up. And that means... God's grace is more than enough. Amen. And matter of fact, I've been talking about God's grace more and more because in these end times, all you have is God's grace. If you want to be saved, if you want to live, you know, in an eternity with the Lord, it's by God's grace through faith. Amen. That's all the world has. There's no, there's nothing else. Any other you know, savior, church, religion, faith isn't going to work. You must be born again. Amen. Through the Spirit of God. And you must believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, Yahshua HaMashiach. So that's good. Thanks for bringing that up. You're welcome. So um, now we're in Lebanon. Yeah. There's a Lebanon crisis amidst no government and violence. And this story comes to us um, via BarnabasAid.org. And this young girl, Antoinette, felt she was a burden on her family because of her disability. Many other disabled Christian children in Lebanon feel the same. I think that's sad that these children feel like they're a burden instead of a blessing. You know, children are a blessing. So that's sad that they have that burden, you know, that they feel that way. Anyway, their country has been in dire crisis for as long as these little ones can remember. Despite their young age, they understand the terrible difficulties facing their parents who have somehow to find the family's food and other daily needs. <clears throat> but Antoinette's family now receives food parcels from Barnabas Aid that help them survive. This aid makes Antoinette feel blessed and not a burden. Lebanon is racked by chaos and economic disaster. Inflation has spiraled up to unbelievable heights. What were good salaries are now worthless. The war in Ukraine this year has added to pre-existing factors as Lebanon used to import much of its food and fuel from um, Ukraine. Many hospitals have stopped all non-emergency care because of the prolonged power outages and lack of fuel for their generators. Children are dropping out of school as their parents do not even have money for their daily travel. The prolonged suffering has caused secretarian violence to flare up again. At the moment, at this moment, Lebanon doesn't even have a government. And the Christians have been particularly hit hard for the neighborhoods affected by the massive explosion in the port of Beirut in 2020 were predominantly Christian. Many are fearful about the future given the Islamic violence in the region in recent years. Large numbers are leaving the country. At the same time, Christians from Syria have fled to Lebanon to seek safety there. Now winter is approaching. Many Christians live in the mountains where it gets bitterly cold at this time of year. In the midst of the turmoil and suffering, our Lebanese par project partners are helping the neediest Christians the elderly, the disabled, widows with children to support. They give food parcels, soap and hygiene items, money for medicine, electricity, heating fuel, rent and transport. 
So please pray for our brothers and sisters in Lebanon. For many, their deteriorating living conditions come on top of traumatic experiences <clears throat> they have already faced. Many are displaced, and so we need to ask the Lord to give them strength, hope, and faith to endure and continued help. You know, I remember a time in our lifetime when Lebanon was a jewel of the Middle East, when the Muslims and Christians got together, got along. Yes. And you could go in and go out of Lebanon with no problem. You know, but in these, you know, in the last 10 years, 15 years that we've been covering all this stuff, we've been covering it next year, 25 years. But uh, it's hard to believe that this one country has become such a mess. And I think that shows you that the nations of men you know are not as secure as you might think that what happened to Lebanon can happen to others and so your whole economy can go down you can have terrorists appear from nowhere they can cross over the borders your army can have people in it that are not um, conducive to your country they, they don't back your policies so they uh, do things to uh, stop you and uh, so it's really it's really sad that we see this happening Lebanon you know Israel uh, did uh, invade uh, Lebanon once uh, and of course I think uh, thinking Hezbollah has headquarters down there in Lebanon and that's that was part of the problem one of those big Islamic group I think it's Hezbollah but uh, you know even Israel pulled out and so it, it's really it's really a sad situation for all of them there it is now we got an interesting one here from CBN it's on the fentanyl border issue the whole crux of the article was talking about spreading across the U.S. even in spite of Biden's border crisis you know it's Biden's border crisis but he's not doing nothing he's about worthless when it comes to that and so are the ones he appointed and yes, the reason is. is they don't want to secure border they want to bring them in but the thing that that before I even begin here Today, I, as I was on social media posting uh, our own stuff up and things, um, later on in the day, I seen an article come across, and it was about a woman police cop, a cop who made a stop, and as soon as she got to the car and the guy rolled down the window, she wound up with fentanyl poisoning. Oh, man. And she didn't take it. She touched the car or, or something, inhaled some. I don't know how she did, but she was on the, on the ground, and they had to use the... She had to use it because she had it on her, um, that uh, injection pin that they use to save their lives, or she would have been dead. Wow. And so... You know, I've never heard of a drug being so um, bad as that. Me either. And then they said there's a worse one out. Yeah. And see, I come out of the 60s. <laughs> the 60s were known for drugs and drug overdoses and people doing crazy. But this stuff is terrible. Why would you even want to take it? I don't know. Now, see, most of the fentanyl, according to CBN... It, CBN News it was coming into the U.S. through the mail from China but China has changed their tactics and they ship it to Mexico 
the raw parts, of course, where it's manufactured in labs and smuggled over the border. And that's and, according to the Drug Enforcement Administration, the DEA. And the law enforcement officers also point out that Chinese criminals are exporting these chemicals into Mexico so Mexican cartels can distribute this poison as counterfeit pills. The whole point is to drive addiction and make a profit. And it's sold as a powder or a pill. Fentanyl is a hundred times stronger than morphine, 50 times more potent than heroin and cheaper to mass produce. So far, a hundred thousand plus Americans have died because of fentanyl alone, because of fentanyl during the pandemic alone. And you can find it on the black market Adderall, ecstasy pills, and it's been found. So it was in the Adderall and the ecstasy pills. It's been found in cocaine. And so when they get the other drug, they think that it's that drug, but it's actually fentanyl. Now, the DEA did lab tests on the fentanyl that they recovered. And they analyzed them, you know, this is 2022, this year, and they contained a fatal dose of fentanyl. And the saddest thing is they use colored pills so they look pretty. And so that is attracting children. That's very scary. Yeah. And they said that Texas alone has seen more than 400 million doses of fentanyl since March of last year. Wow. That is why we need to close the border. Yeah. But the way things are in America today, we have people that are literally willing to sacrifice innocent lives so they can destroy America. They're, they hate America the way it is. And we have got many different groups right now that are armed groups. And, you know, the propensity for a civil war with many different players in this is very, very likely in the future. And I absolutely hate what's going on. And I hate all this drug. Oh, I do too. And I hate the division. And I just absolutely condemn the Biden administration before God that we would see some action and get Biden out of there and get anybody out of there that won't secure our border. We need to stop this because you're not going to have an America left, let alone citizens. But if you pay attention to what Klaus Schwab is doing over in the World Economic Forum, he wants to reduce the planet down to only one billion people. And he's actually, uh, you know, working with various heads of states, a whole bunch of them, including in America, in order to take over everything and have a one world government. They're working on that. And their, their one goal is to reduce the surplus pop population down to one billion people. Yeah, there, there's a lot of good information out on Klaus Schwab on a lot of this stuff. But nevertheless, uh, I've done a lot of research on him. And uh, this guy, you know, he is no help at all except to himself and his own goals. I think it's so tragic that, that people care more about money than they do the lives of children and you know people adults children they don't they don't care what they do as long as or if they die or just as long as they get money for the drugs i just that's tragic they're going to end up rotten in hell well you know in these end of days you know we are so divisive now you know we can't even get along that's true and we just assume kill people as look at them and the murder rates up in the cities in America are usually run by Democrats, liberal Democrats. And you can usually trace 
their line of support right back to a Soros organization. So, you know, make no mistake, the things that are happening, including with COVID, is everything for control. It's to reduce America. And see, the, for the most part, if you look around America, there's a lot of people that don't want to change, Tower. That's they true. They don't care to change. And all these guys running around as drag queens, now they've got this marriage act that the Democrats put up, which just makes it impossible to say anything about them you know, to try to fight back in any way because they have totally made it a legitimate lifestyle now, which is not a legitimate lifestyle before God. And we also have them, uh, the Biden administration, that absolutely uh, accepted, you know, everything about a, a abortion and killing innocent babies, which brings in blood guilt and the judgment thereof. I can tell you, that if something doesn't change in the next five to ten years, then you're going to regret going down this path. I can tell you for a surety that the judgment is on the land and God is shaking this country. And I can tell you for a fact that unless you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you will die in your sins. And I can tell you for a fact that this is not a laughing matter. And that these people that we've covered about all their troubles and what's going on overseas, it will be here in America. You won't be able to flee to America for help because America will not exist. And many, many years ago, many years ago, when the Lord told me and gave me a series of visions, one of the things I was told is America as I know it will cease to exist. And I told Tower for the first time about that back in 1973. And we've been on this path ever since then. So we're not newbies to this. We know the church. We know what's going on. We know the prophecies. But in America today, we're acting foolishly and stupid. Because you've got people. And that's why the Lord, when he comes back, it says in Revelation that he will destroy those who have destroyed the earth. And right now we find a man in Klaus Schwab that wants to get rid of billions of people. So he'll have only one billion left. And the ones that he plans on putting on the earth and helping them are the Chinese and the Japanese. It wasn't too long ago, about a week ago, he came out and said the model country he likes is China which oppresses their, their own people. So you better think China is not your friend. And a lot of the stuff that's going on is going to take you by surprise. You won't know it. And I'm warning you here and now that you'd better wake up and seek the Lord because you're not going to find help in your leaders. You're not going to find help in anything on this planet except the Lord. That's right. And so for today, we got through those. And uh, you want to, you can spend time uh, saying. Do you, or do we have time to? No. Do, okay. Well, good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. It's always a pleasure to have you here with us. We love you. We pray for you, for your safety, your well-being. And we pray that God blesses you richly. Stay safe, be careful, look to the Lord in all things. He will meet your need. We love you and have a good night. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. We're also on a lot of social media. Follow us on social media. Go on over to our websites and sign up for our various newsletters and things like that. You take care of yourself and your family. Be alert. Seek the Lord and prepare yourself for what is coming. It will be a test. Check out my book, The Rising. It is very, very prophetic. I had it finished before COVID and you'll be surprised at some of the prophetic stuff in there and it'll give you some things you did not know. So until next time, shalom everybody.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.